Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Technical Area with me your host Gaffer Graymo once again. You can probably hear from my voice I'm still not 100% and it has been a while but we finally made it to episode and I'm finally getting the chance to do it and it's, a, it's an episode I've been looking forward to getting into since I read an article, saw different bits and pieces and the idea did come into my head about the death of the number 10 that as football begins to evolve tactically again and we're taking the next steps we're seeing the next steps happen we're seeing the trends begin to take place many of us have been caught like I have a 4-3-3 as our primary formations but now as a result we are starting to see the death of the out and out number 10 the artist on the pitch as many would say or that player just capable of that moment of magic since I last spoke to you, I suppose there's been an awful lot of news that I finished my second season with Utrecht, you may have seen over on the blog. And as a result of finishing that second season with Utrecht, we are now in the Champions League. Updates on Twitter, I suppose, are a little bit of a spoiler, actually have made it all the way through to the group stage, managing to get past. I suppose it was two very tricky ties, it was Celtic on penalties and then Sporting Club de Portugal, Sporting Lisbon in the final playoff. Before being put in to a group which I would rather not have been put in where I'd be facing Manchester United, Sevilla and Lyon. So our chances of even making it out and dropping into the Europa League are going to be quite difficult and quite challenging. One of the biggest things that I wanted to do this year is to make small evolutions, take small steps. And as part of the small steps it has been to revise player roles and create new combinations within the tactics, within the formations, the shapes that I've been using so far. One of those shapes has been like a 3-4-3, 3-5-2. It depends where you want to class the AM, that attacking midfielder, whether you want to put him down as an out-and-out uh, forward or a more midfield player. But either way, there is one shape where I have a number 10. And as well as that, I have looked at bringing in a 4-2-3-1 shape as well. Of course, 4-2-3-1 does have a 10. So again, the death of the 10 I suppose I'm trying to revive in some ways on my football manager save. So it's a case of we're looking at the death of the traditional number 10 and we're looking at the rebirth of the new 10, the, the 10 of the 21st century. Now my experience with number 10s are varied. In FM17 at Schalke I used a 4-3-3, so I didn't really use a 10 much. But when I switched to a 4-2-3-1, the formation I had in reserve, the AM was not the focus of my shape it usually tended to be either i suppose most of the time for what i remember it was max meyer the height of his powers for schalke as well that he was the player i looked to to play in that role in that shape in fm20 in juventus i kind of went back to the 4-2-3-1 because i really wanted to reinvent the team because i took over after they had a bad year where their run of successive league titles came to an end but in doing the, my reinvention, I wanted to build around a track artista in the AM role, the attacking midfield role. And because the reason there was because you, you think of the Juventus team of the early 90s, when I grew up watching, you had Alessandro Del Piero kind of playing that track artista role so well, although you might be saying it was a 4-4-2 at times with Trezeguet up front, but still looking at the way he played, looking at the way I suppose Baggio played even before him for Juventus. That Trek Ortiz was what I wanted to do. And I suppose if you look at Juventus, you'd have assumed that having an attacking midfielder, 
you can play in that track where Tista or Paolo Dybala would have been ideal. Unfortunately, I didn't have one. Paolo Dybala, he had left for pastures now when I took over. So Matthias Palacios had been my track artista that I built the whole team around. And it worked eventually, but there was an initial steep learning curve with that role. And of course, many compromises had to be made on my behalf in order to maximise what I could do with Palacios and with that role. Now that I've gotten to FM22, I just want to play with a back three, but Utrecht, that was the plan from the start. One of the ways I used the 3-5-2, as I said, is with that attacking midfielder behind two strikers. Different players play different roles, and of course they offer different strengths. But as so far in my save, I've had no one really standing out in that AM role. Many of the players have had of succeeding and excelling have come from deep, come from that deeper role. Apologies there for the sound of a crying dog. I've no idea why he's cried sitting here down beside me. But as I said at the start, and as I will say again, football has evolved. Possession of the ball is not enough. Teams now need to bring energy. They need to bring aggression because it's through those kind of channels that we see teams fuel the game and the game developing in that way. There's an increasing number of teams opting for three-player midfields, but... Where the noughties may have had the, in the early 10s, we've seen that 4-2-3-1 shape rising. The pivot has kind of moved back to the fight, to the deeper third, where, where he's at defensive midfielder or number six. The two striker systems are in decline as well. So we see a lot of four-player midfields going to the year of the 4-4-2 seems to have gone away as well. So often now we're seeing teams operate with a lone striker up front. So without a second striker, as many teams are now operating, without a four-man midfield, we're seeing a steady decline in teams operating with that traditional standard number 10 role. So where have they gone? And I suppose, like I said at the start, is the big question, are they going to be coming back? Now, I've read some great articles just before I jump in. And yes, again, if you want to read more about them, the links will be found all down below. Some of the information that I will be sharing with you does come from them. So credit where it's due to all of these pieces are well written. So I suppose before we begin and get into, you know, reviving the 10, rebirthing the 10, the renaissance of the 10, we have to understand what we mean by a number 10. And Goal.com says traditionally the number 10 referred to due to the short number is given to the team's playmaker, the star attacking midfielder. Total football analysis goes even further into detail by saying that the 10 is the focal point of attacks by creating and scoring goals. The number 10 is going to be one of the most creative players on the pitch who will have exceptional vision, technical ability, passing ability and a tendency to transform a team with their performances. Number 10s find pockets of space behind the strikers but ahead of more defensive midfielders. This creates major problems for opposing teams as it becomes incredibly difficult to mark the attacking midfielder. For this reason, clubs who face a dangerous number 10 would either try to man-mark them or could even change the formation to nullify the attacking threat of this key player. Performance Analysis UK talks with the 10 as the primary playmaker, operating in a free role between the midfield and the forwards. It's not new information to us, but I suppose it gives us just a basis of which we can start here. A place where we can begin to really, you know, understand what it is we are talking about, what type of player we have here, 
and how we can use them going forward. In an FM sense though, when it comes to the number 10, most often than not we see them operating in the AM strata, in front of the midfield line but behind the forward line. So if you take a look at the guide to FM, my very, very trustful and reliable source of information for this podcast, we find out so much about how that uh, number 10 will, op- will operate in a football manager sense. And even if it's a case, if you look at 442, I think I tried to bring these two articles together because the information they had there really helps us understand really what it is, what the attacking midfielder role is like in football manager at number 10. And what 442 have done, they've ranked the, the 10 best players to, to wear at number 10. So any of the kind of comparisons will kind of come from that article there as well. But Guide to FM, of course, is a great resource for understanding the role and the traits that complement or contrast with the players you want to play in this role. An attacking midfielder is a higher position centre midfielder and requires excellent mental and technical skills. A player who creates chances for himself and for others in a support duty will sit in the hole, but with an attacking duty will be a presence in the box as well. If you choose to play with an advanced playmaker in this position, you have a player who will drop into holes between the opponent and midfield's defence. A midfield's space in between the opponent's midfield and defence as a passing outlet, turning defence into attack, where, if they're on a support duty, will also stay in the hole and spray passes, but, in an attacking role, will run at the defence from deep, will craft out of crossing positions, cross true ball opportunities for the team. Best examples I suppose I could think of in these in this role in this position were Ronaldinho, Zidane, Platini, these kind of creative players who could sit and hold spray passes and really just pick teams apart from these positions. The Trek Artista, this role that I really wanted to revive at Juventus. This is similar to an advanced playmaker, but what you have here is a player who does far less defensively, a player who the team must carry. The Trek Ortiz, I suppose, I thought of the likes of Francesco Totti, I thought of Del Piero, both wore the 10, both really kind of made that Trek Ortiz the role themselves, became synonymous in my mind, I suppose, with how they played. The Ingonch, that, in, that uh, new role that kind of came into football manager a couple of editions of ago, is the team's prime creator. A pivot for the team to move around. A player who's more stationary than the Trek Artista is. And you know, the, the, the best one I suppose in recent times that stands out here is Juan Roman Raquelme. That fantastic technical player on the ball. Might not have had the best time at Barcelona. Excelled again at Villarreal. And of course we think of him in that Boca Juniors jersey as well. Finally, the final kind of role we could look at in this play, in this role, in, as a number 10, in this adva- attacking midfield role, is the shadow striker. A shadow striker is one of the team's main goal-scoring threats. It's usually paired with another forward in support, and a player who has aggressive movements in the final third. Now, when I asked the community what the perfect role for the number 10 is, out of all of these, 75% of voters went for the shadow striker. So obviously it seems there could be some sort of effectiveness with the shadow striker role in football manager this year. Only 25% said the Trek Artista, so no one really kind of looked elsewhere to the attacking midfielder or advanced playmaker. So maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. I'm not looking towards you know these more you know aggressive attacking roles, really, that the 
Shadow Striker and, and the Trekker tees they bring. Now, of course, you think of football, there are plenty of other number 10s out there who, you know, icons really. You know, we've you know we've had strikers wearing the number 10 roles, Pele, Robbie Keane. Like Robbie Keane, so it's been like that, the little man beside the big man in attack really. So in that 4-4-2 shape where the 10 was the second striker, it tends to suppose we'd be the little man a lot of the time where the 9 was kind of the, the blunt force object really. Another one that stood out to me was my namesake, Graeme Souness for Liverpool, who was a number 10. If you look back to those Liverpool teams, he wore the number 10 quite an awful. He was far from a number 10 in his temperament. But yeah, he was a key player and a good user of the ball all around. So I suppose if you think of number 10, we could see how you know it could be you know interpreted differently of a good user of the ball, but from deep and a bit more aggression here than what we see. And I suppose the best example of it, a different type of 10 at the moment, is the deep 10, Luka Modric at Real Madrid. Absolutely fantastic user of the ball, a player who can pick teams apart, and while not be in the dynamic physical state that he would have been many years ago, we are still seeing a quality player occupy this position, this role in Luka Modric. So if you are looking for a deep 10 to, to reinvent your, how your team plays, and reinvent how number 10 operates in your team. I suppose Luka Modric is a great example for many of us to look at. But I suppose with the, the decline of the, the 10, I suppose a recent phenomenon, a recent trend has been the rise of the false 9. And you'd have to question, is the rise of the false 9 in the 4-3-3 shape the reason where why the 10 has kind of gone away? Checking again with Gaeta FM, checking again with 4-4-2, the false nine is similar to an attacking midfielder and an advanced playmaker. It's an unconventional lone striker who drops into midfield, creates a problem for opposition defenders as he creates a hole for his teammates to run into. In recent years, it was Lionel Messi, absolutely like elite example of what this role can do in a 4-3-3 shape. But I suppose if we look back a little bit further in time, we might see Maradona maybe as a false nine at times. The way he moved and dropped around the pitch and the way he operated there as well. And I suppose Dennis Bergkamp, he was paired, I could say, up front alongside like the likes of Thierry Henry or Ian Wright for Arsenal. But again, an unconventional striker who dropped into midfield, created a problem for opposition defenders and moved into a hole with passes for his teammates to run into. And then what about the deep-lying forward, a, a player who operates somewhere like a false nine, but in a more advanced manner? It's a player who links attack in midfield, the deep lying forward dropping deep into space before linking passes to deep players in deeper positions, players in wider positions before playing in his partner. So I suppose with the drop off in 4-4-2, two striker systems, the deep lying forward has been a role that's also kind of gone away as well and the false nine has kind of risen again. So really what we're seeing here is, you know, the 10 the traditional ways a 10 is played are kind of drifting away and that we're now referring to a 10 possibly as a false 9 just re reinterpreting or redefining what we expect from a player to, to even wear the number 9 short for our teams and I suppose with the superiority of 4-3-3 we're seeing teams like we've spoken about in the past operating with two number 8s Total Football Analysis has a great piece on this Performance Analysis UK again really getting into the structure of the game and the like the theory of why behind the, the 10 has died. 
because you see the way teams are playing now it's rapid attacks with structured midfields so that once influential 10 is gone and now we're seeing a hybrid player emerge this 8-10 combination role coming to get, coming into prominent in teams so with the shaping of a 4-3-3 evolving over times so accommodating one in the 4-4-2 era has declined and with 4-3-3 what we're seeing here is this new type of number eight this new type of engine in the team often now requiring and needing to bring a creative elements to his team so when i asked the community do you play with number 10 or an attacking midfielder in your primary fm tactic 37 and a half percent of voters said yes 12 and a half percent said yes but in an alternate tactic so it's case not the primary way we play but 50 percent said no so we're half of the community members who did vote saying they don't play with a 10 we're really seeing the evolution of the footballing shape coming into football manager so clearly here and understanding that yes we are not managers who will work with a luxury number 10 we will not work the luxury number 10 into our starting 11 anymore because we they cannot afford the player to have an off day because if the player who's wearing that number 10 playing as the number 10 has a bad performance it has an extremely negative impact on the team's creative ability and the team's defensive structure if they are allowed to roam so all of a sudden the team is now compromised for a player who's having an off day and if you are playing with a number 10 your team is built around the number 10 and the qualities of that number 10 you're now having to ask yourself the question okay i'm not playing with a 10 now because of his performance levels how do i evolve my team is it a like for like substitution or do we need to shift tactics, shift focus? The dynamic deep line playmakers, these are now these are the players we're talking about now, who've replaced the 10 in football, the 8-10 hybrid. Because we're seeing a cross scene like the engine room, a player who can play deep and spray passes and then operate further up the pitch and carve teams open and making room. And I suppose the best example of this hybrid is perhaps one of the best midfielders on the planet right now, and that's Kevin De Bruyne. And the way Kevin De Bruyne can link midfield and attack, he can play as a false nine nearly at times, he can play as a ten, he can play as the eight, he can play deeper in a four, two, three, one. It's the perfect example of what a hybrid player is. And I suppose it's a player that we need to expect in football manager to have in our teams, because this is the way the game is evolving and developing. In front of them though, you need to consider how the attack is structured. Think of Klopp's Liverpool. At the height of that, you know, Salah, Mane, Firmino front three. Salah and Mane were the primary goal scorers, but predominantly operated from wide areas. Firmino wore the nine, acting in a false nine role. So it's a case of, while Firmino contributed to the team effectively, and while a functional midfield also contributed, goal scoring was not their primary objective. Their primary objective was to create space and opportunities for Mane and Salah coming in from the wide areas. So it's why creativity now we're starting to see has moved to the wings. We talk about wing backs being creative players like Trent Alexander Arnold and Reese James, you know, Kieran Trippier. We're talking about how, you know, England have an abundance of these, you know, full backs who are so 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 good. We talk about these wide forwards being the primary focuses and I've talked to many people who've used an advanced playmaker in a wide position now. That the ten is kind of operating as a right-sided midfielder or a left-sided midfielder in a four-three-three, or similar shapes. 
so the creativity seems to have moved to the wide areas the midfield is balanced the midfield is structured it doesn't add much to the team's creative potential but through its play but more through its movements by allowing spaces to open up across the pitch because I think even if you look at the Klopp era of Liverpool, like as a Liverpool fan, it's so clear. When Klopp took over Liverpool, one of our star players, Philippe Coutinho, again, a player who wore that 10 shirt. Brendan Rodgers accommodated him well, but at the tip of a diamond in the 13 and 14 season. But really, you know, when Klopp kind of took over, Coutinho, that 10 kind of became shoehorned, either as that centre midfielder or as a wide forward. As Liverpool, you know, tried to make use the best use of him, and many people were fearful of for Liverpool when he left. But I suppose the team has stepped up and evolved because there is a balance there now that wasn't there before. A risk and a gamble has paid off. So now what we're seeing is Liverpool kind of moving from the Coutinho kind of era. They had the functional engine room now, and then summer of twenty twenty, we saw the arrival of Thiago. That six, eight, ten hybrid—you could almost call him—because what he does is he's the perfect midfielder for dropping deep, playing passes. He's fantastic in a pipe pressing system, as he showed for Pep at Bayern. He came through the Barcelona youth system. Up for Pep again, was a, was a so we we know the technical capabilities you have. We've seen him play for Spain wearing the number ten shirt, and now at Liverpool wearing the six. So it's a case of like he's. We're now again looking at De Bruyne and Thiago almost as the ideal 10s in the team, even though neither of them are conventional and traditional number 10s. If you look at Juventus, Juventus have always looked for creative midfielders. They've used the false nine for years with Dybala, but now that project seems to be moving away in a new direction. Real Madrid, where creativity is coming from deep. Modric and Cruz, two kind of you know, almost defensive, like a wide kind of players, because they don't tend to advance too high up the pitch. Instead, pulling the strings from deep. With Benzema dropping deep from his nine position, and now as we're seeing Benzema absolutely shining for Real Madrid, with Modric and Cruz kind of the creativity coming from them. That's pulling the strings, playing players out wide, playing balls through the middle, just constantly being able to kind of. You know, keep the ball moving, keep the team ticking over. And now, as we're seeing, Real Madrid are now going to have to prepare for the new era. And I suppose Camavinga could be very key in that. Bayern, a team that have had some success with a 4 2 3 1 in recent years, but it was kind of with Thomas Muller kind of moved in from the right side as a number 10 behind Robert Lewandowski. He, like, he's not a traditional number 10, but has been effective. In that role in his own way so again we're going to look at the number 10 we're gonna to have to see it's not what it used to be anymore we now have new demands and expectations and I suppose we have a new set of players playing football across the world who don't have the skill set to play in the 10 now because the role is going away so what the 10 was as goal.com says it's a number earned a playmaker with a cue vision, good awareness of the game and good passing skills. And as the community said, like the attacking midfielder, his primary role is to link the midfield and attack. That's 100% of the vote said that. The primary role of an attacking midfielder is to link the midfield and attack. Not to act as a deeper attacking option. Not to be someone who creates high up the pitch, but to be a link. So now, 
as performance analysis uk looked into and said it's playmaking is no longer one role it's a shared responsibility between all of the midfield in current systems because crowded midfields so we're talking three players as we're seeing now have killed off the space for a 10 to operate as a result we've seen players suffer with the evolution of formations we've seen ozil suffer at arsenal james at real madrid coutinho at barcelona Raquel May of Barcelona. Less and less players, as we said, are coming through as tens. Instead, we're seeing modern midfielders who combine create who combine creation, tackling, pressing, and playmaking all together, rather than have those specific attributes set as individual roles. Creativity is moving deeper than ever before. So what now we're seeing the number ten role needs to be reimagined. And it's unlikely that it will ever continue as it was. In an FM sense, the best recreation of a life seen in a long time was uh, Guido Mary's series a couple of years ago. You'd still find it over on the strikeless.com. I've the link for it down below. Reimagining the role through the blank canvas of the attacking midfield role through player instructions. And it was the idea was withdrawing the target man, the target forward, as we say now into the attacking midfield position almost like the way Fellaini played at times for Manchester United could this be a new way we revive the role could this be the new way it goes the big man the bypassing system could this be the way direct football moves or as we said before are we going to go back to the false nine is that the future of the ten the false nine alongside hybrid midfielders who bring elements of the ten into their game but it's not the primary objective. Who knows? It's the exciting thing, I suppose, when you watch real life football, and the FM sense it also is as well. Experimentation, retraining of certain players, the development of certain players, and the evolution and experimentation with tactics as well. It's something we all do. The number 10, as we know it, is dead. It's very unlikely it'll ever come back the way we once knew it. But in a new way, we're now seeing a new era of the 10, and that is something to be celebrated. It doesn't have to be Kevin De Bruyne and Thiago that lead the way. There are new players coming through, even new gens in our game, who will help us understand new ways in which the 10, the playmaking star of the team, can operate. So it might not be William Gallas, in that number 10 shirt that might not be the way it goes but who knows maybe the 10 will eventually become a centre back we'll just have to wait and see now look I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast I really do appreciate if you uh, as well if you took the time to vote on any of our polls the next episode is coming up very very soon the research has already begun and that's going to be as we always done every 10 episodes a manager in focus and the winner of the recent vote was Jorge Sampaoli and his approach, his philosophy at Marseille. So keep your ears peeled. And I hope to have that out very, very soon. Before you go, if you haven't already, could I just ask a little favour? And that's if your podcast app allows you, could you leave us a positive review? It'd be greatly appreciated. And if it doesn't, just share it on your socials. Any kind of support like that for the pod is greatly appreciated. And it helps grow, like in recent times, I've seen an increased growth in interactions and an increased growth in 
growth of, of listenership as well so thank you for sharing if you have been recently and i just ask you if you wouldn't mind taking the time just to share it over on twitter as well but look have a great time european football has been very exciting this week and hopefully it continues tonight with the conference league and the europa league good luck to fm saves we're kind of getting to the time now where many people saves do kind of fade and die away so if that's you enjoy the final stages of your save and good luck now with the next step where it's going to go I've been Gaffer Graymo, and I will talk to you again soon. Stay safe. Bye now.